On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks lose again in the same exact fashion. Why? What are the problems? And, 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 and. I'll give you some reasons not to overreact. A little bit of hope. A little bit of hope after two really bad losses. We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked on Mavs. I'm Luka Lentic, and this is Locked on Mavs. don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day and every post game. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Give me one reason in the chat. Give me one reason in the comments. Why the Mavericks lost this game. Just one. The comments fly when the Mavs lose. I'm excited to read them. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Today's episode, Dallas Mavericks fall to the Orlando, the Orlando Magic the day before. And tonight they fell to the Washington Wizards in Washington, 113 to 105. What happened with Luka? What's going on with coaching? What other problems caused the Mavericks to lose this game? I grabbed a bunch of like just tweets and responses and things that I saw people co- either complaining about or just said is what's wrong with this team. And I think I'm going to try that to see, react. I'm going to react to each of those. This loss is on the front office. This loss proved that they, the Mavs need Christian Wood more than ever. When is Nico Harrison in the front office going to come under fire? Things like that. And we're going to react to them. And then in the third segment, I'm going to do some reasons to not overreact because... All right, two awful losses. I'm going to explain why (laughs) in the first two segments, explain why it's all bad. But reasons to not overreact, right? To take a second to look back, 10,000 foot view a little bit. And that's what we're going to do in the third segment. So if you're looking for some hope, maybe maybe stick around. And first of all, I just want to say, if anybody's listening and watching right now today on the podcast, you driving somewhere, listen to this on the podcast right now. I appreciate you. You are really the part of the raccoon squad. You listen after losses. That audience is uh, is very different than the ones after wins. And these episodes are are tougher after losses. It's probably tough to, to listen to. I know when like my teams lose and even when the Mavs lose, it's hard for me to listen to other podcasts and be like, oh, they're just going to say all the things that I'm complaining about in my head. And I don't want to hear complaining all the time. And so I get that. So I really appreciate everybody's listening. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. They have those now. So I appreciate everybody on that. All right. Dallas Mavericks lose this game. And it's honestly the same exact way they lost the Magic. I joked on Twitter that this was going to be the exact same podcast that I did yesterday. Mavericks go into, you know, a road game, shorthanded team. Wizards didn't have Bradley Beal or Chris Porzingis. And then they're going to lose a game again because they don't take opponents like that seriously. They're so reliant on Luka that if he's off at all, they really struggle to win. Like, Dinwiddie was great two games in a row. Luka was bad two games in a row for Luka standards. Let's 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 do that. He was he was really bad for Luka standards. Still had 22 points, nine boards, six assists, two steals. Like, he still put up numbers, but bad on Luka standards. And the Mavs need Luka to be Luka in order to win games. And so, like, you can come up with a bunch of different reasons, but the Mavs just lost two games the exact same way back-to-back. And at a certain point, you have to go, 
All right, is this on coaching? What is going on? What is going on with the Mavericks coaches? And when will they make changes? When will they make adjustments? We'll get to that in a, in a minute. But let's let's stay with Luca here for a second. So Luca struggles again. He has he's had two games in a row where he just looks bad after a streak of incredible games for Luca, where he just looked awesome for nine games in a row. He looked awesome every day on the podcast. Our first segment, Isaac and I would be like, "All right, what's our first segment today?" Luca's making it look easy again. Lucas, Lucas being awesome. Lucas making it look easy. Elite at the rim. Next level passing. Just all this different stuff. And it kept coming back to this is too much on Luca. It's too it's too much. They're asking too much of him. Like he's he's doing too much. He's got to limit it. His usage rate is too high. He's doing too much. He's making it look easy while he's doing it. And that was awesome. And we celebrate it and we get excited about it. And you love to watch it. But it's too much for the beginning of the season. And so you can see in these last two games, Luca dealing with that. He's exhausted. His little things here, and I'm doing the same exact episode I did yesterday. His little things here and there where he's driving at the rim at Daniel Gafford. He's usually able to push even centers like that. He wasn't able to tonight. Even against you know Anthony Gill or somebody like that. He couldn't just back him down uh, and, and take advantage of him. Like the... The, uh, <laughs> the Wizards didn't even really start with a center. How big is Anthony Gill really? He started on Luka, and he was on Luka for a while. But Anthony Gill is not like a big center type, right? He's 6'7". <laughs> he, was their, he was their center, I guess, that sort of started tonight. And so you look at that, and you're like, okay, he's off. Luka's off. He, he shoots a bad percentage again. Now over these last two games, Luka's shooting 17 of 50 from the field, 5 of 19 from 3, which his three-point percentage had not been good before this anyway. And seven of 16 from the free throw line. Like th- that stuff, that's what really stands out to me is that he's not, he everything's short. You can tell that he's just exhausted. I have this running theory that I haven't really laid out on the podcast. And so for you real Raccoon Squad members, you get to hear this one. Shaved Luca is a better Luca. When Luca has the longer beard and he, we like have the same sort of beard where it's just scraggly. It doesn't really look, it's too great. His is more filled in than mine, but like it just, it just is like patches and you're like, okay, I don't know that I want to look at that. <laughs> you know, when Luca has a long beard, it's, I feel like there's something else going on with him. He's tired. He's exhausted. He's like, I just don't want to do one more thing. I just don't. And we've all had that, right? You've all had a situation in your life where you're like, I just don't want to do one more thing today. Then you go to the bathroom, you look at the mirror and you're like, damn, I got to shave today. <laughs> and you're like, damn, I don't look good. I got to shave. He's exhausted. And some of it is by design. Some of it is his de- his decisions. And some of it is, is roster. Like some of it is, it, it's all revolving around Luca in a bunch of different ways. And it's kind of all failing him in certain ways. Um, this is the Mavericks' first loss this season where they didn't have a lead in the fourth quarter. So you can, I mean, it was... It was bad. They, they didn't build up the lead. They didn't have a comeback. This team used to come back from, from being down a lot last year. Even the beginning of the season, they, they would have big comebacks. But uh, StatMuse tweeted this out. It's, it's a good stat. Lucas shooting gets worse throughout the game as it goes. And this is throughout the season. This is not even these last two games. This is throughout the entire uh, entirety of the season so far. First quarter, he's shooting 53%. Second quarter, 53%. Great percentages for Luka. Awesome. He's a great first half player. Third quarter, 48%. Still really good. Not, not, as, not as good. Fourth quarter, 36% from the field, 17% from three. 
just awful fourth quarter. And it's just been the same all year that Luka gives too much during the game and he doesn't have enough in the fourth quarter. It's why they've been giving up leads. They've been losing these games late. These games where they should just go on a runaway run in the third quarter. He just doesn't because he doesn't have enough in the tank because he's been doing too much. This team isolates too much. All that all that stuff that we've been saying all year. It's just another thing that's on Luka and it's culminated into these two games. Now he's gone so hard the first what, 10 games, or the first nine games that the last two games have been like this, right? That, that's sort of an embodiment of this entire season is those is those quarter split numbers. Whereas the last two games have been like his fourth quarters, right? Just over a longer period of time. He has the third highest usage rate in the three-point era. The three They added the three-pointer in like 1979, He's got the third highest usage rate. Like nobody else has had this type of load on them. And some of that is because like players in the NBA now have a higher usage rate than normal. We've seen this a lot from players like Harden and Westbrook and even LeBron and even, you know, some other players where you're like, okay, they just have a large usage rate because it's statistically better for them to have that. They've figured out ways to make it easier for them and all that kind of stuff, but still notable. So coming up, why is this on coaching? I think this, these last two losses have been on coaching for a couple reasons. I'll explain what those are coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best place to check out the odds and lines inside and outside of sports. You can go there right now and see what is available. You can go check out some of the football games this weekend in the NFL or in college college football. It's getting really intense out there. They don't have the Mavericks game or Saturday yet. Saturday should be fun for the Mavs. But they have a couple of NBA games. Uh, Cavs Warriors. This one's an interesting one. Cavs have been awesome. Warriors have been suspect. Warriors at home. Warriors minus two, minus two favorite. Cleveland Cavaliers plus two. That's an interesting one. Grizzlies, Timberwolves. This is like a classic. The Grizzlies are just going to run the Timberwolves out, out, like out of the gym. Grizzlies at home. They're minus five favorites. So a couple of good ones there. Go check it out. It's bet online. You can also bet on uh, the NFL. Like I said, college. There's also FIBA. There's uh, other stuff overseas. You can go check out all that kind of stuff. It's bet online where the game starts. All right, Isaac. We're continuing to talk about the Dallas Mavericks loss to the Washington Wizards that kind of coincides with their loss to the Orlando Magic. It's all just sort of culminated into this, this last two games of awful, awful play. I think some of this is on coaching because when a team looks that like unprepared, unready, and doesn't look like they have... They had a plan, but doesn't look like they had it going in. It can't just all be on the players at a certain point. And it's kind of just all been on Luca. The players take their cues from Luca. Well, what where does coaching come into that? Where does coaching in the NBA come into that? And Jason Kidd was obviously a Hall of Fame player and has been on the other side of this where I'm sure there were games where he's like, All right, we're losing this game and I'm gonna I'm gonna carry this team to victory. And I'm sure there were other games where he was bad and then other players had to step up for him. And I wonder at what point a Rick Carlisle or somebody else would step in and try to get these players to do something different because if Luca's this off and he looks that bad, then you got to try something else. And it can't just be ISO ball because like we said, Spencer Dinwiddie was awesome. He's been awesome for two games. He's, Scored 62 points in two games, shooting 55% from the field, 50% from three. 11 of 22 from three over the last two games. 11 of 12 from the free throw line. He had 11 assists, two turnovers. He's been awesome. So if Luka struggles, 
and Dinwiddie's awesome, then that means that what you're doing is not good enough in order for you to win games when Luka's bad, right? And Christian Wood was out of this game. He's out with an injury. We'll, we'll touch on that in a minute here. But what happened to, to defense in this game? I felt like the perimeter defense was just struggling. And yeah, some of that's on Luka with his exha- exhaustion. The guys were exhausted. They played the, uh, a game the night before. They had to do some weird traveling stuff. Like, sure, sure. N- name all those other things. But I don't know. This Washington Wizards team should not have scored 113 points against you. They had 111 offensive rating, which is like average this year. It's, you know, it's it's not great. But they didn't have Bradley Beal or Porzingis. It was Rui Hachimura and it was Kyle Kuzma just lighting you up. That's not what a Western Conference Finals defense does, especially when your wings are all there, the wings are all healthy, Josh Green's been playing well, like Maxie's in there. Like you, you, you have all the pieces that you had before. It's not like you're missing anything. Christian Wood being out, it's not going to affect the defense in – in like negative ways. And so what's going on with the defense? And that's that's what I'm curious about. And I have a couple of questions about it. Does it just take a little while to get going? Does it just take a while to for the defense to set in, for them to understand the defensive principles, for the team to understand it? You'd think that Reggie Bullock and Dory Vinny Smith and Maxi Kleba and you know, and I guess even Luca and Dwight, these guys that have played under this defensive system would understand it a little bit better. Maybe it's just them being bad. <laughs> Maybe it's just them letting guys around them because they're tired, because of various different reasons, because it's an off night. Who knows? But at what point is it on the defense or is it on the coaching staff to change something up? I think there is a little hope. We'll, we'll talk about some of that in the third segment about hope with this coaching staff. But I think this is kind of on, on, on the coach to change something up, do something different. Can't just be trying the same thing. Defensively, or especially in this game, offensively. Because if if the only way that you can win games is just to chuck up threes, they took 47 threes in this game. 47. That's a lot. I was told, you were told at one point, that Jason Kidd said they were going to take less threes this year. That has not been the case so far. They're still taking the same number of threes. So I think at a certain point, it's on a certain point in games like this, it's on coaching to try and change something up, to do something different. And it's not only just rotations, right? It's not only just, oh, play this player on Twitter and in in comment sections and stuff. That's what it becomes to fans. It's like, I'm sure you've had this moment. I've had these moments too, where you're like, oh, just play this player more. Let's see Hardy. Go throw Hardy out there. What about Compazzo? Put Frank Nilakina in there a little bit more. You know, don't play JaVale McGee. It's like, okay. They can do that and, and move the stuff around. But at a certain point, it's about scheme and a game plan than it is about just the players on the court. So I, I'm curious at, at what level that it is. Let's take a couple of, of tweets and comments and things that I saw about this game. Let me react to them. Um, this loss is on the front office. They needed Christian Wood in this game. This proves that they need Christian Wood. Let's, let's, that's all kind of the same thing to me. They should not have needed Christian Wood to win this game or the Magic game, right? So that means it's something different, right? They have the talent, even with Luka not playing his best, they have the talent to beat those teams. They just didn't. Either they didn't have the right game plan, they didn't get up for it, they weren't inspired well enough, they weren't prepared enough for for these games like this. There wasn't enough sense of urgency, which is probably the biggest one, right? Let's be honest right here. Their sense of urgency in these two games were not there. They look like they could come out there. Oh, 
No Bradley Beal, no Paolo Bencaro, no no Porzingis, no Cole Anthony. We got this. We got that. We'll just we'll just go in there and we'll do our thing. Our defense will be great. We're great. We're a great defensive team. We can shoot threes. We're we're great three point shooting team. And they did shoot the ball pretty well. 18 of 47. 18 threes in this game, and they lose. You can't just fall back on three-point shooting a lot. But all those things, they needed Christian Wood. This proves they need Christian Wood now. Yeah, Christian Wood would have helped, for sure. If they had Christian Wood, do they win these two games? Maybe. Maybe he would have made the difference, but he shouldn't have to make the difference, right? Like that, That's the whole thing about this, is that they had the, this is the team that they had in games last year that they've won. This team has enough to beat these two teams, especially how shorthanded they are, which makes me think it's a different problem, which is why I started with that and not, well, Christian Wood was out, so that's the reason why they lost, right? That, that's, not a, that's not good enough for me to be an excuse. Now, with Christian Wood, they still have some things to figure out for sure. It it's, seems like it's going in a really weird direction. He's been out the last two games with an injury. Um, they definitely could have used him, especially in this game. I think he would have played really well in a game like this. I think he would have taken that Gafford matchup Personally, I think he would have taken the them not starting a guy like Gafford personally. I think that they could have done some things with him in the in, you know in the pick and roll and things like that where they were able and especially with him spacing the floor. They the Wizards let you shoot all the threes you want, so he would have gotten a bunch of threes too. It would add another shooter. Like of course, if they had Christian Wood, like they probably win these two games, but they shouldn't need to. That's that's my point about this. Uh, then, then the one I kept seeing a lot, a lot when I, when I tweeted, you know, at a certain point it's about coaching, sort of my point at the beginning of the segment, I saw a lot of people say, when is Nico and the front office going to come under fire? When does Nico Harrison, Mavs GM president and the front office come under fire? Okay. Well, I don't really know what that means. Come under fire. Like who, who me fans, fans have been calling for, (laughs) for lots of changes and things all the time. You've probably called for changes. And we've been talking about the Mavs' big, biggest problem is their second star for nights like this. When Luka Doncic is, is, not, is not going great. They had that second star to step up. Now, Dinwiddie was great, but they need, you need somebody else in that, like a guaranteed all-star type player. I don't think Christian Wood is that. And so I, Spencer Dinwiddie, I don't think is that either. He's been, he's been really good. But he's not that guaranteed all-star type guy perennial all-star type guy. So I I don't know who's, who's bringing them under the fire Cuban. Like should Cuban be commenting publicly about how, Hey, this front office has fit like arrow style. He puts the, he puts the eye black on the hood up like arrow. And he's like, Nico Harrison, you have failed this city. And he's like, <laughs> jumps, jumps through the window or something like, what do you want him to do? Who do you, who do you want to call them under fire? Because, there's been a lot of talk about this roster. There's been a lot of talk about, hey, not just even Christian Wood. How about just the third ball handler? That's all we talked about all summer, it felt like. And they didn't really address it. They brought in Campazzo, and they could have used somebody else in this game. Luka Doncic and Spencer Dinwiddie over these last two games played 75 minutes each in these two games, and they lost both of them. That's bad. That's a really bad sign because that means that they, were, they played too much that's too much for them to play it in, in those two games. Man, yeah. And then the, now, and then they were worthless because they lost the games, right? Like it was, it, those minutes were worthless because they ended up losing the game anyway. So not only was it too much to play, to have them play those many minutes, then it was worthless at the end. So that's a big problem. All right. 
let's get let's go let's let's turn positive here coming up let's talk about reasons to not overreact why should all those things i just said all the things that everybody's complaining about that you're probably complaining about and, and hating let's talk about reasons to not overreact about this specific mavericks team we'll talk about that coming up All right, Isaac, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Go listen to Lockdown NBA. Go listen to Lockdown Sports today. Heck, go listen to Lockdown Wizards. Ed Oliver and, and Brandon Scott, they got you held down over there. They're, they're great. All right, let's talk about some reasons to not overreact to this team. Okay, the Mavericks are 6-5. and five, Still got a winning record. Look at some of the other teams in the NBA right now. The Lakers are 2-9. and nine. They got bigger problems than the Mavericks do. The Nets are five and seven. They have some bigger problems than what the Mavericks do. Um, the Warriors are four and seven. They've got some problems. They have all the talent, like all the roster, everything. They have young talent. They have current talent. They have stars. They have other all-stars. Like they have all that stuff. Championship coach. They have, they have all the pieces and all the things. And they're still four and seven. Like young guys like Jordan Poole ascending. Wiggins is like, they have all the answers. You saw it in the, in the playoffs. And they're still four and seven, right? Like they got problems. At least the Mavericks have been dealing with all these issues and they're six and, and six and five now. Last year, remember they started 16 and 18. They also started that season seven and four and just went on a terrible collapse with COVID and all kinds of different things affecting. Them. Remember Brandon Knight was playing and you know Isaiah Thomas was playing and just like springing it at anybody. That's when Theo Pinson was brought in. Just guys off the street just getting brought in. Um, and that's when they collapsed. So they started, but they started rough last year as well. Seven and four to start the year. And then they had a really rough stretch. And then when guys came back, they found their stride. They figured it out together and they were able to go on their run. Another reason to not overreact. Spencer Dinwiddie has been great. That's been the really the one positive over these last couple of games that Dinwiddie has been awesome. And we've been waiting for that. We've been waiting for him to... Find your like, find your aggressiveness. Find that in you, and he has. He's taken thirty six shots. Luca's taken fifty in these, just these last two games. Hardaway's taken twenty two. So he's really taken a ton of shots in, in in these last couple of games. Here, he's been shooting the ball really well. And at what point do we just accept that Dinwiddie is like a great three point shooter? He hasn't been in his career. He's actually struggled as a three point shooter, and that was one of the things I was really concerned about coming into this year is, is that going to be fool's gold? Because last year he shot really well for the Mavericks. He shot 40% in the 23 games in the regular season. He shot 40, almost 42% in 18 games in the playoffs. You're like, dang, that's really good. He's a career 32% three-point shooter. So he has not been a great three-point shooter in his career. He's shooting over 40% again this year. So now you look at where he is and he's played 52 games for the Mavericks. He's shooting 41.4% on 268 attempts. That's a pretty big sample size now over this calendar year. That's basically all of 2022. He's shooting 41.4%. That's great. That's great. That's a thing that I was concerned about that we came into the year, and now that Spencer Dunway has been playing great, he's been finding his role, and I think when other things get fixed, hopefully that thing, this thing of Spencer Dinwiddie being great continues. Christian Wood did not play in these two games. He's going to come back. They're going to keep figuring it out. They're going to keep poking around with it, trying him in different ways. And they at least have somebody else. It's not just these same exact guys. They at least have somebody else that can come in and score 20. 
It's not just, well, okay, if Bullock scores zero points, they're screwed. If somebody else waiting in the wings that was just hurt the last couple of games, it'll come back and be some kind of an answer that Jason Kidd has some other piece, some, some other kind of player to throw at problems that they have. I think Wood, I've already said it, Wood would have been great in these last two games, especially when they have guys that are like, all right, I don't know what if I want to shoot. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really feeling it tonight. Christian Wood never feels that way. <laughs> He's always coming in and like, all right, I'm going to light it up. I'm going to go at it. He makes the he makes right, the right passes and all that kind of stuff. Like he plays within the game for the most part, but he'll be aggressive when you need him to. And I think they could have they could have used somebody like that. I would have rather have been a ball handler, but that's all roster construction that we already talked about. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. still returning from injury. I don't know how long you give Tim Hardaway Jr. before you're like, okay, you're back, and we have to just say that maybe you're struggling in the system now. But he's still coming back. He shot a little bit better over these last couple of games. He was 5 of 11 from 3 in this game, 16 points. So another another good game to add to the Tim Hardaway Jr. belt. Like his, his shot looks great. It's looked great all year. It's just hasn't gone down very consistently. But maybe this is a, a turn for him to start coming back. And uh, yeah, he, so it, he's still coming back from injury. And he's starting, to look, he's starting to look more like himself and shoot more like himself. Okay. I talked about it. It starts with coaching. What happened to the defense? When are they going to make adjustments? Jason Kidd has already proven this season that he's at least willing to make rotational adjustments. Let's talk about the three-year, $15 million elephant in the room. JaVale McGee. (laughs) JaVale McGee has been really bad. Really, really bad. Like worse than I think anybody expected. Even the biggest naysayers on that contract when it first happened, and I was concerned about the details of it and – I was like, why did they promise him all these things? And then then he was, then it came out that he was going to start. And I was like, okay, I don't even know if I'm, I want this anymore for this Mavericks team. But even the people that are way more negative about it than I was could not have anticipated he looks this bad. But Jason Kidd has already made the decision to remove him from the starting lineup and his minutes have decreased pretty much every single game. He played just seven and a half minutes tonight. And kind of just because he had to. Because you can't just play Dwight Powell or Maxie the entire game. Second night of a back-to-back. You can't play Maxie a ton of minutes anyway because of what they ask him to do on defense. Like, it, you know, it, it is what it, what it is on that point. They just had to play somebody. They don't have any other bigs off the bench that, that can play. Christian Wood was out, right? Like, all those reasons. They, they I guess, had to play JaVale McGee a little bit. And he was bad and looked really bad. But Jason Kidd already has made the decision to remove him from the starting lineup. They've done that. They made a change. He, Jason Kidd, before the year, told us, we're going to wait 10 games to make any real rotational changes. Well, JaVale McGee's already not starting, or at least going back and forth, or only starting for like two minutes. And then he's, he's out. And then Josh Green. Josh Green's minutes have increased. He played 20 minutes tonight. 19 minutes, played 20, about 20 minutes in the rotation when everybody else's minutes were, were kind of down besides Luka and Dinwiddie. He's already increased his minutes. So he's already shown that he's making some changes. So I think adjustments will come. I think Jason Kidd will make the adjustments. It's just what are they? How quickly will they make them? Will will the players react to that? Will it fix the problems of not playing these bad teams with no players well? Uh, and it, it just took this team a little while last year. So there's some reasons to be optimistic. Put some in the comments. If you guys have any reasons to be optimistic, also, Luka Doncic is still on the team. He'll be better than this, right? Like, these were awful, awful Luka games. 
I don't think he'll be this bad again, <laughs> right? Like it's just yeah, this is not who he is. This is just aberrations of of Luka Doncic. So. Guys, thanks so much for checking out Lockdown Mavs. Go subscribe to the podcast. Give us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Listen on the podcast wherever you go. Go ahead and listen to Lockdown Sports and make that your second listen. Biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, the take of the day, and more on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom!